Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Jared Brandon. It is me, Todd Novak, and we've got a very special guest calling in on the magical Skype right now. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's uh, Matt Nowicki from Red Rocket Guitars. Red Rocket Guitars out of? Out of North Carolina, USA. And I can prove that because he was, <laughs> well, because he said it, that should be proof enough. But he was just on the phone and um, we he was outside and there was birds chirping and stuff. It <laughs> sounded like a nice, warm summer day. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty rural out here, to be honest. Nice. I'm, I'm kind of out uh, out in the countryside. I'm outside Winston-Salem, but, you know, you walk outside my front door and there's cows to one side. I got a little frog pond. and Oh, that's of- awesome. Little birdies and stuff. It's nice. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I moved from Southern California, the beach mm-hmm. areas, um, and went to uh, then went to Minnesota, and uh-huh. fell. I just completely fell in love with being out, being closer to nature. Yeah, because um, yeah. you're immersed in it, just like you are, I'm sure you are right there. And now we're in yeah. Columbus, and there's nature, nature around us, but it's it, you know. Yeah, right, it was work right. a little bit harder for I it. actually right. was brought up more uh, in the northern country, so. Yeah, you uh. mean like Canada? <laughs> uh, no, not that north, you know. I, I did live in Michigan for a while. And, Nova Scotia? Oh, yeah. 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 And then uh, northern yeah. Ohio, so. I, two and a half hours north, and I come down here to Columbus 10 years ago, and people are, are you from the north? And I'm like, just two and a half hours, geez, oh, Pete. Yeah, well, it's stuff like that, that, that you know, no. That's where people say Jizo Pete's. Right. Well, and, yeah, right. I guess you're right. <laughs> Two and, and a half hours a makes a difference. Drawl kind of a thing going on. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we're really excited to have Matt here, and um, we'll get into why he's here. I mean, if you're on here, obviously you're involved with guitars, but you know more so like how did how did we find him, and and why are mm-hmm. we interested in talking with him? <clears throat> Uh, first, we're going to just give a, a, spend a little bit of time on, on learning what we are into this week for guitar stuff. Jared, why don't you hit us first? Oh, man. A couple episodes ago, we had uh, Mike in with uh, Red House Electronics. I got to tell you, I, uh, I was really impressed with uh, his pedals. I was impressed with his backstory. And uh, I really liked... Um, I, I got to use his pedals before we did the podcast, and I, I kind of fell in love with his uh, his tremolo pedal, which is called the Heat Wave. So along with that 50-watt uh, basement that I acquired, uh, this pedal and the, the Red House Electronics Heat Wave pedal and the Fender basement, early 70s, they, they're just married in. And they just sound great together, so... I've been messing with that, I, and uh, I've been really enjoying it. So, Mike, thanks, man. It's a great, uh, great product you have, and I'm, I'm really happy I bought it. Um, it looks cool too. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, black and yellow. It's, a, it's the textured black. Which it's got I like. a cactus on it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it, why it I does. kept calling it the Sonora because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Well, it, yeah, it's called the Heat Wave, and. And uh, I learned about cactuses too. So whenever I see the cactus on the pedal, I think of my time in Arizona when, when I learned about them. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's what's going on with me, and just really enjoying uh, my new pedal. And I'm not a big pedal guy, but I am now. You know, especially you got, getting in with this podcast. You got a fair amount of pedals, man. Yeah, and now, you know, doing this podcast with Todd here, it, it's uh, 
it's kind of piqued my interest with pedals and I'm I'm happy good you know that you know uh, uh, Matt uh, I'm not sure if you're yeah. how familiar you are with uh, Red House Electronics um, you know there's he's a smaller brand but he's a uh, he's Ohio based and so we just had mm-hmm. the episode with him and uh, I think um, something really interesting and I, I I'm going to make the assumption that you could probably like relate at some level being a you know a, a a smaller builder, sure. a boutique builder, but he had um, he had such a great backstory on how he came about the uh, you know naming the pedals and the the, the idea of the pedals. Um, he's mm-hmm. uh, American Indian, and oh, wow. so he had cool. all these really fantastic stories about how he tied them. You know, one of them was was uh, named after his grandfather. Uh, you know, it's this latest one. His latest one called the Eagle Feather is is uh you know this really positive thing in their culture and yeah it's just really mm-hmm. cool and wicked, yeah wicked smart kid too uh, you know he, he came in and he's he's like a buck oh five but he's about six four <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh he's a full-time engineer oh wow electrical engineer and mm-hmm. and he's getting a master's in it as well, I think a master's in it. It's like wow, you're actually really smart. You're not just building pedals because it's a cool thing to do. Yeah, right. the way the way right. he the way he communicates, you you wouldn't know. And I'm not trying <clears throat> to insult him, but you wouldn't realize he has all this education going on unless you ask because he's so down yeah. to earth. Yeah, he's when really he talks chill. about his stuff. Anyways, uh, for any listeners who haven't heard that episode, uh, I believe it's episode number 38 and uh, it's featuring Mike Trumbly of Red House Electronics and it's really good and he's now a, considered a close and personal friend as are and everyone that we <laughs> inter, uh, interview, including Matt. Um, yeah. And I don't want to butcher I'm, your name. I'm best friend. Uh, you That's you right. have a, a is that a uh, like a Polish background name? What what's the? Uh, uh, it's a Polish name. I think it was originally something along the lines of Nowitzki. Uh huh. Probably uh, the my the generation before my grandfather and you know the, the Ellis Island guys turned it simpler and just went to Nowicki. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's where it's at. All right. So. Well, I, I guess right. I get a trophy. Um, yeah. Yay. So Matt, it's, it's simpler than you think. Everybody adds a Z or an no. <laughs> R or something like that. And it confuses yeah. me, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, so it, it just that kind of reminded me of George from uh, uh, from Seinfeld, who anytime he had to make up a name was like Mister Fuzzog. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, yeah, why don't you tell us about what's going on <clears throat> in your guitar world this week? Uh, my guitar focused situation right now i'm i've been messing with this idea for a while and uh i i'm always trying to i get ideas every now and then and try to get them to actually get up and out and um this one has been bugging me for a long time i I drew up this nice design for uh like a, a match you know something along the lines of a 335 semi hollow but Ooh. you know something a little bit uh a little bit more interesting you know do maybe a little bit of gretchiness in there as mm-hmm. well and you know and uh messing with some you know a little bit longer scale and uh, a couple other things and it's just been been just back and forth and back and forth and i finally knocked out a couple of prototypes this week so i was all proud of myself nice so that, yeah, that's so it should be interesting that's killer 
Um, mm-hmm. and that's something that I want to get into a little further in uh, as, as we actually start to get into the core of our interview with you. Um, the whole the whole process part is what you know we always find sure. terribly interesting. So as for me, I bought a new pedal kit from Mammoth this week, mm-hmm. so I was super excited about that. I've, I'm not a pedal builder as far as like, uh, you know, I'm going to make like 10 of them or anything, but I really enjoy the process. I love the, I, I love just putting the things together and, and I'm a designer. Arguably the funnest thing I get to do is figure out what this thing's going to look like. <laughs> so I got a really cool idea for what this could be called. And, uh, I don't know who knows if I, if I, if I like it, I will put my own twist on the actual electronics. So as not to just make it, you know, the, the stock product. I rarely leave things, anything stock. Um, and then I'll post it up and see what kind of response I get and maybe make a couple more. Who knows? Cool. But, yeah. uh, yeah. So that's always fun when you're waiting for those packages to come in the mail. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, Mammoth has been, uh, they, they've hooked me up with some pretty great stuff as far as, uh, pedal kits and stuff go. Um, anybody who hasn't tried to build a pedal before and are interested, the worst thing that's going to happen is you, that you do it wrong. Yeah. Go for it. Just try it. It's a, it's, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. I, I'm not, I've never, you know, I've never been that into pedals. You know, I messed around a little bit with it, but you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed at just the explosion of the pedal th- thing going on in the last couple of years. It's just, it's just gone crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, and, and there's so there's so many small builders and so many different uh, things going on. It's, yeah, you uh, know, the internet, in my opinion, has <laughs> give opened us your that opinion up. on the internet. I am just going <laughs> to blurt boss. it out. Well, yeah, of course, it's 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 given everybody an opportunity to to get into whatever they want and learn. Yeah. There's so much information out there to learn how to do it so everybody's taking advantage of that and that's Mm -hmm. and and not only that suppliers are taking advantage of that as well and yeah and it's getting well known facebook groups i just saw a little the more you know (laughs) rainbow up here before that's exactly what's happening man (laughs) (laughs) i love that thing man that's old school yeah but that that's what's going on I, i there's going to be more and more. Well, it's an accessible thing to do. It's like if yeah. you have a passion about something with, and, you know, ours is guitar stuff. Um, mm. It is I think you'd be hard pressed to find a guitar player who doesn't want to build their own guitar. Mm-hmm. That is obviously um, a much more a much bigger process, a much more difficult kind of big there's, machine. There's a lot of stuff going on with building a car. You, you know, just yeah. slap the board yeah. together and put some strings on it. Although you can, yeah. and those are rad too. <laughs> yeah. But you know, pedals are great to get into simply for the reason that you can, uh, pardon the pun, you can express yourself very, very easily, <laughs> and you you have this thing that you're able to claim as yours that is probably only a little bit different than somebody else's, but you still got to make it yours and you got to go through the process and it's, it's, it's a way yeah. to keep your hand deep in the pot of the guitar community. Yeah. And it's cheap. It's like, yeah, it's, that's, that's not, it's a lot cheaper than doing like an amp kit or something. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I do want to do one of those someday though. That, that sounds yeah. like a, have you built one of those, Matt? Um, I've got my eye on one and, uh, just haven't found the time, but you know, I'm, I'm 
I've, I've been messing around with a bunch of amps and I'm kind of thinking I want to get into some kits and start designing some stuff with that. Just mm. kind of the same way I did guitar. So I also looked into that and, and, uh, I called a place and, and they said, oh, well, if you've never done it, you want to start with, uh, you want to start with the tweed or, or something real simple. Right, yeah. right, I, you right. don't want to start with a Marshall. They said, Just, right. you, you'll kill yourself. Right. And, right. <laughs> I said, there's, oh, there's okay. That, yeah. that kind of de- <laughs> that kind of deterred me away from right, right, doing right. it. But right. I, I'm a little interested in that as well. I'd be yeah. it'd be nice to have my own amp. I actually got a little, you know, I, I uh, you know, the internet makes you know just enough to be dangerous, and so I, I started looking into little conversions and stuff of old tube amp pieces, like the old tube amps from uh, from the organs. You know, mm-hmm. like the yeah. Hammond organs everybody would have in their living room in the 60s. And yep. There's tons of that stuff just lying around. You can find, you know, basically a chassis with all the parts in it for about 50 bucks on eBay. And yep. just, if you knew what you're doing, you switch a few things around, it sounds good with guitars. And, yeah. You know, things like the old, uh, the old film projectors from schools, they got little tube amps in them, which sound really, really cool if you know what you're doing, how to tweak them up. And... The more I looked into that, every now and then you get somebody on one of the YouTube videos how to do it. I said, now be careful. You touch this here, you touch that there, and, and you'll die. You know? yeah. So just, you know. Yeah, if you start so one I, of those, I, you got to have 911 close by. <laughs> right, right. So I never quite knew enough to be confident I wasn't going to kill myself. So I'm yeah. still working on that. That's the same reason I don't try to put in um, ceiling lights in my home. Right. And get, exactly. <laughs> it's just not exactly. worth it to me. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, Anybody who has heard the last couple episodes know that we have started a new feature called Four on the Floor. And I did offer this up to uh, Matt and uh, also gave him an out in case he's not a pedal guy. Because, hey, everybody's not a pedal guy. I I get that. So respectfully, we're going to give him a pass, especially because mm-hmm. he, he's, he's busier making pretty amazing guitars than he is fiddling around with pedals so yeah sadly that's the truth <laughs> jared's waving a piece of paper at i have me. a four on the floor thing well no you can't you're not the guest I you gotta know. wait <laughs> that that episode is coming we're gonna do the all the knobs four on the floor i'm ready for it too man i've had mine for a while yeah i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> all right matt so I'm gonna enter. I'm gonna give the people that are listening. Golly, we are so glad you're listening. All the peoples in the worlds out there, in the over 80 countries that are downloading <laughs> us, we're super, super happy that you're doing it. Um, so, anybody who has listened, I've said this a million times. I'll just say it a million and one times. I'm addicted to Instagram. I'm not addicted. Well, maybe actually, I come. It is addicting. I'm it's, addicted it, to Instagram. It, it sucks you in. Yeah. It does. It's it's visual candy, it's knowledge candy, and it always leads you somewhere great. Usually, ninety nine percent of the time, it leads me somewhere great. And one one day in particular, I followed a Instagram sort of back trail and landed on just some gorgeous guitars. And I said, "Holy moly, what is this all about?" And found out about Red Rocket guitars, and cool. said, "Well, I mean." There's no way I'm not going to have this guy on the show. Uh, got in contact with Matt, 
and been uh, trying to set this up for a little while. I'm I'm just thrilled to talk to you because you are clearly a solid craftsman, and well, I think that you. that it goes a long way in the guitar community. Anybody who is not familiar with the Red Rocket guitars, um, please go check that out. You can go to the, the website, which Matt will, I'm sure, say in a minute here. Obviously, on Instagram, it's it's really easy can, uh, eye candy to chew on there. So, Matt, what would you say, just to, just to start us off, and then I'll get into your actual like story. I'll ask you about your story. But how would you characterize your general take on your, your general approach to guitars so that anybody who's driving has a sort of visual picture in their, well, all pictures are visual, <laughs> a picture in their mind of what <laughs> these are like. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go for something that's got a little bit of a classic feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got a lot of reference. It looks like what people think a guitar should look like generally. You know, they, yeah. it's a little bit recognizable, but it's got a lot of a lot of details that make you stop and look twice. And uh, you know, some of the visual stuff, some of the, the colors and finishes, and and the wood. And uh, you know, the one of the big things about my stuff, uh, I I I really don't like to make the same guitar twice. You know, it's not it's not. I, I don't like making you know ten of ten of a particular model and mm-hmm. maybe just a different color or something like that. It just it's just not that interesting for me. So I'm always kind of trying to find something a little bit different to to throw in the mix to to make it uh, make it fun. That's pretty solid, Jared. Yeah, um, I like that concept. When I look at your guitar, I, I see a lot of the same, uh, uh, the binding. I love that binding that you use. It's, yeah, ve- it's very eye-pleasing. And a yeah. lot of your guitars use that sparkle, too, that sparkle finish. Yeah, oh I like my the sparkles. Goodness, yeah. I just, I love that, man. I particularly love Speedboat yeah. Sparkle, man. All I right. just, do, well, don't don't take the frosting off the cake just yet there, pal. I can't We're help it, get man. It. It's just, oh, how can you not? It's yeah. so good. I, I think, Matt, you, you summed it up pretty well. They are classic, classically based shapes, but you, you nailed it when it's like, when you look at it, you kind of look away and then you're like, wait a minute. And then you look back and you're like, oh man, oh man, ooh, look, ah, ooh. So you've taken something that is familiar and made them quite special. That's that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Red rocketized. Yeah. And, you know, I I wanted to, I mean, I started out, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun, but I started out, um, you know, I I got an art, you know, I went to art school. And, um, of course, that's a, fantastically lucrative way to, to make a living and uh, with a, a sculpture degree in, in pottery and ceramics <laughs> and all that. So, so that, that, that went well. Yeah. But uh, ended up in advertising and all that kind of stuff. But, it you know, I started out and I really wanted to, to do creative stuff. And I didn't want to, you know, I, I had some dealers and stuff who, when I started doing this, they wanted to order... 10 or 15 of, of the same kind of thing and it didn't quite work out and I'm glad it didn't and I, I just you know I want to keep doing that thing where I'm kind of working 
working through an idea and it kind of turns into another idea and mm-hmm. kind of keeps leading me somewhere where I want to keep going back and doing it. You know, I don't, I don't really want to turn into a little, you know, mini factory. It's, exactly. It's, it's almost, you know, looking for that little twist that's going to make it uh, something fun. Let's figure. Let's let's get into how you landed here. I want to I want to take one step back, and I, I always love to hear how people got into guitar. Could you give yeah. us just a little bit of uh, backstory on that? Well, I mean, probably like just about most hundred percent of other male guitar players. I started picking it up, you know, when I was younger and early teens and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's. It was fun and cool, and I loved music, and, you know, I got to the point where I was relatively good. I would never say I was a great player, but, you know, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Who was your uh, influences back then? You know, I always loved the bluesy stuff. I grew up uh, in Chicago, south side of Chicago, you know. okay, cool. So I was was actually an extra in uh, in the Blues Brothers. What? Um, Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't even pick myself out. I don't even know where, but I was in, it was the scene with uh, Ray Charles uh, outside the pawn shop, yep. you know, where all, everybody in the street is dancing and being crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just, I was one of the, you know, 12 year old <laughs> kids just running around screaming. That was about it. So That's awesome. Somewhere in there. Oh, yeah. man. So. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I used to, you know, we used to go down to Maxwell Street on Sunday mornings to these, uh, you know, these grungy old uh, diners and have uh, biscuits and gravy. Nice. You know, and, and there'd be gravy. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. So loved the bluesy stuff. I mean, I was, I was, uh, you know, late late teens when Stevie Ray was just really starting to come up and out and um wow. in fact, I, I was you know i remember we were, we i was going to go to his last concert at alpine valley when he crashed in the helicopter and i, I wasn't somehow i didn't go but uh i remember that night when he when he crashed so wow so what did so, that yeah. what did that uh i mean he he was a big influence what how did that affect you did you spin off into another artist or did you Hang tight I, you know, him. I I liked all that kind of stuff. I I really did like the uh, you know the old stuff. Um, yeah, Muddy Waters uh, was like about two or three miles away from me. He was living you know in the suburbs when I was out in the in the uh, on the suburbs in uh, Westmont Downers Grove, just outside Chicago, and. Um, you know, all those kind of guys, you know, Muddy Waters and uh, John Lee Hooker and um, all the old chess guys. And I just I love that simple, simple, yeah, you know, cool little tunes. I, and uh, I'm assuming you've watched Under the Influence. Uh, can I? Um, which one is that? Uh, with I, the, the, the Keith Richards documentary? No, no, I haven't. I haven't yet. No. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. man. You, that's, that's, that is a must for you. That is, yeah. um, he actually goes back and he, he goes up to Muddy Waters house and all that business. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, pretty much he's just driving around your old neighborhood. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's interesting. Anybody that hasn't watched Under the Influence, it is not about his, escapades in you know uh the dark arts of rock and roll it is 
It is about his influence, the things that influenced him and that how, how greatly he was influenced by American musicians. And it is just outstanding. Um, so I encourage anybody who hasn't listened to it, even if you're not like a blues fan, it, right. it's, yeah, it's so good. Well, that's, that's a, that's a pretty solid guitar background to have, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And you know, I, I did, I, I really did like all kinds of stuff. Cause when I first started learning, I was doing, you know, trying to do a little bit of classical stuff. And my uncle is, um, uh, he's, he's a heavy duty classical player and um heavy duty uh you know almost you know bop freeform jazzy type stuff on the guitar and he's just the you know kind of hyper intellectual jazz that is just Mm -hmm. you know you got to really sit and think about it yeah you know, and uh, so I, I start. I took some lessons from him, and you know, and so I, I love that kind of stuff. And you know, like I said, I was never great, but I, I really, I just, I loved, just loved the music. So I feel like there's a huge resurgence of very, like maybe not very young. That would mean they were like you know teens or whatever. But but younger, really accomplished players, especially on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. You constantly uncover something. You're like, Oh, I wonder what he's, Oh my gosh, I quit. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I know. Uh, let me, let me ask, what was your first guitar that you've ever had that you ever owned and how did you get it? That I ever owned. It was just an absolutely terrible little no name acoustic that I think I bought for no yeah like 20 bucks from a friend at school that he probably found in his attic you know it had like the action was probably about two inches high and I didn't know any better <laughs> and you know it got just, your fingers uh, nice yeah, and calloused up <laughs> yeah it really did yeah. and uh yeah it was just terrible it was terrible but I you know it was fun and uh I can't I can't remember the next one I got after that I started you know, this was way before the internet. And, you know, in high school, I would, you know, they'd have those little local uh, penny saver, you yeah. know, uh, you know, trading post. I remember the penny paper. saver. That was, yeah. that was the only the way you could post. get the right. thing. Yeah. Right. Or you'd so, look, just I'd, look I'd, in the classifieds in your newspaper. I'd, exactly. So I'd scour those and I'd save up my, you know, my after school job money and, uh, I, by the time I was 17, I had a early 70s Tele Thin Line, which was really nice, a cool Strat. I had, I had a, I had a Les Paul Black Beauty, which was gorgeous, huh. and a couple of cool amps and a fun little bass, an old, you know, a little Fender short scale bass, and. Uh, you know, that's not bad for people. early on. That's a lot of gear. I know. I wish I still had them. <laughs> They're yeah. gone. You know, yeah. and I, I, I stupidly, I think I traded two or three of those. I sold, I sold the Les Paul to my girlfriend's younger brother, and I think oh, he man. actually still has that. So oh, man. you need to get good, that back. Good, good on him. I don't think he's going to give it back. <laughs> no. So you got in. You had you had an early blues uh, experience. You got a, a nice little pile of equipment going at this <laughs> going yeah. on now. Um, what's your next move? Where, where did you go from there? 
Well, that's how it kind of got crazy. I mean, I, I went to went to college, you know, did did the art thing, and uh, you know, just about right after, you know, well, actually, yeah, the summer after I graduated college, I went off to be a camp counselor at a at a summer camp, and um, ended up. Uh, meeting somebody from the UK and going over to the UK and eventually getting married, which didn't work out. And I didn't bring any of my guitar stuff with me really. And, uh, uh, ended up pretty much putting it down for, you know, maybe 10, 15 years or more. Really? Oh, it's a long time, man. Yeah, it was. And anyway, that ended badly. So that's that's a whole nother story. We'd need, you know, a couple of bottles of booze to talk right. about. <laughs> but um, got out of that and um, wanted to get some of my life back. And I thought, shit, I don't even have a guitar anymore. And uh, I've, you know, I was old enough where I wanted a nice guitar by then, but I was also poor enough where I couldn't really afford one. So I saw a. Um, uh, a busted up old, uh, Telecaster on, um, uh, on eBay that was all smashed up. I think the head, no. Yeah. Actually that one was, well, no, I take it back. So the first one, the first one was a smashed up, uh, Parker fly. So it was one of the, one of the original Parker flies. And, um, I just thought it was the coolest looking thing ever. I think they made out of carbon or something real lightweight. Uh, yeah, they're like bat they're basswood and they got they've got a carbon fiber skin mm-hmm. kind of fiberglass yeah. onto the onto the wood. And it had a you know, and they have a really funky headstock. It's mm-hmm. just like a little stick coming out at an angle. Yeah. There's not much to it. And it's all carbon fibered. And um, this thing was busted up and the headstock was snapped off. So it was really cheap. And um, so I thought I'd, I'd try and fix it. Make a Steinberger it. out of that. Yeah, I probably could have. <laughs> those but are really I, big I, when I, they I, came I, out, man. I remember they, those. They are cool guitars. I mean, they're really nice guitars. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they're really comfortable and, you know, they, they sound great. And they weigh about three pounds. Yeah. But, you know, and, they're, and they're, they play awesome. You know, I think they're they're pretty expensive when they first came out. They're, yeah, they're, they're, but, they still, I mean, they're cheaper now, but they're they're awfully um from what i understand i'm not a parker uh aficionado but mm. from what i understand and maybe i've i've understood this from listening to um dave's world of or watching dave's world of fun stuff on youtube i want to have mm-hmm. him on someday i don't know if you've ever watched him but he's he's pretty mm-hmm. entertaining uh youtube uh, he's from canada canada mm-hmm. and every time he gets a parker and he it's just like his worst day <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you know it's all it's all um uh you know the um uh, parts that only go on a parker right, so it's like right. you know they're all custom made yeah, yeah. so anyhow um so you, you had the parker and then what happened yeah so i fixed it up and you know i i did a good enough job at it that you know, somebody saw it and wanted to buy it from me. And I, you know, I thought, okay, and I made a little money. So I bought another busted up guitar and, you know, I thought I, I still need a guitar. And I did that when I'm somebody bought that and I did that, you know, three or four times. And I thought, well, geez, you know, something's going on here. And I, I started, you know, the, I got a couple of parts. I got a neck from, 
music craft and you know I, I did a couple I did a little uh, telly body and you know just kind of tried to customize I started learning did you know one or two of those and messed around with spraying and I thought well shoot you know I, I didn't I didn't like the necks weren't that great that I was funny even you know the nicer necks they weren't super and uh, I wanted to customize it and I figured I may as well just start doing it from scratch and so that's cool so I did did you have uh, somebody that you were looking uh, to sort of maybe as some some sort of mentor or something or were you just winging it I was kind of just winging it you know I I I liked the classic stuff but you know and I I'd had enough guitars that I knew that you know most of the guitars that anybody sees out there are your common guitars yeah and they're but they're fact you know a lot of them are they're made in a factory and unless you have a really good tech or somebody who can go over it and really make it really playable and you know really make it what it should be that mm -hmm. there's they have a lot of little problems and stuff and there's a lot of stuff i just didn't like and i i wanted to you know try and make it a little bit better and make it you know do all those polish all those little inside corners that nobody ever sees and you know make it into something that going the extra mile yeah yeah, yeah. i mean really turn in something special so you have a you've got a pretty good start you've had a lot of guitars you've got a great background and now you're you're getting to the point where you are um trying to figure out okay how do i i i, I like doing this but is this a does it suddenly become a career choice or like what what, what how, what's the what's the move here well you know kind of when i got to the point where i wanted to do them from scratch and i started you know, doing a little bit more design stuff and, and buying enough tools, I, you know, I said, I'm going to do the first batch and these are going to be my guitars. The first ones I called Red Rocket, you know, so I thought about it. I was in, you know, I was in advertising and design for quite a while by then. I thought, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. It's going to be, they're going to be mine. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to create a brand. I'm going to, you know, have an identity and, mm -hmm. It's going to be me. And my name, Matt Nowicki, is, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just, it doesn't roll off the tongue. And so, <laughs> you know, and I, I didn't really want to call them Nowicki guitars, just just for sure. the sake of not bothering, you know, just everybody kind of just slaps their last name on it, which is fine. Yeah. But I just didn't want to do that. And, um, you know, I love the, I love the, uh, you know, the, um, just the, the hot rod, the coolness, the, the fun side of guitars and, yeah. you know, some of the funky, crazy stuff that they were doing, like the, the crazy Italian nonsense that was going on in the, in the sixties, the crazy guitars that were, yeah. you know, just 10 pickups and, you yeah. know, yeah. like, uh, Echo, yeah. Echo is one of yeah. those ones that yeah. was like. Just, just like wow, okay. Just, just for fun. I mean, there there is no reason for it other than that it's crazy and fun, yeah, you know. And it's you know, I thought that's cool. You know, it's just uh, if you're going to do it, have fun with it. I didn't want to do ultra serious, you know, just studies and replicas of stuff. It just right. that just didn't interest me at all. So, you know, I love and 
I'd always been working with my hands. I love working with wood and I love, you know, I think wood is just, it can be really beautiful. And uh, just wanted to bring all those kind of things out if I could. Anyway, so I, I, I built a series of uh, four to start with. And I did the, you know, I start, I, I got into the, um, I, and I loved the, uh, I loved illustration too. So I was in, you know, art school, loved illustration. And I love the crazy old um, pulp magazines, mm -hmm. you know, they, when they did those, uh, you know, all those pulp magazines, the, the crazy horror stuff and the sci-fi, you know, the, all yeah. those, those covers, um, you know, somebody did those as a, as a painting, you know, they, yep. they were all illustrations hmm. and they're, some of them are gorgeous. I mean, they're really cool. Somebody, you know, really knew what they were doing, but they're, they're insane. You know, they were, they were, you know, 10 armed tentacle monsters, you know, on the surface of the moon with this, you know, gorgeous blonde in a <laughs> bikini and a, and a space suit. That's, <laughs> that's why we all liked it. I mean, <laughs> right, you know, and they're just crazy, just crazy and fun. I, you yeah. know, and I love that too. So I, you have you know, that on the, that. on your neck plates. Uh, yeah. Is that correct. Right, yeah. Right. That's so cool. I, you know, that was kind of I, I grabbed that red rocket name from from that, and uh, you know, I put those on the neck plates and that kind of thing. Just to, you know, I wanted to make it fun. That was that was the big thing. I didn't want it to be, uh, you know, just a, a lot. Of, a lot. There's so many that you know, people are obviously trying to make something that has already been done. Yeah, and do it exactly correct and they get deadly serious about it you know it's yeah. like is it the exact same plastic in the pickup ring as the model that was done in 1957 and like, oh yeah you know and which, which is fine if you're into that and i yeah, just i just wasn't into that so i just i wanted to do i wanted to have fun and i wanted it to be fun i want i wanted to like you're saying with the sparkles you know just to grab, you know, make you look at it and then like, oh, you know, and and look back and. and My eyes think, like the sparkle. Different. I mean, people, yeah. people <laughs> like it. <laughs> right. You, you look at it because it's attractive. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And do the same. You know, I wanted to do the same thing with the shapes and, you know, tweak the shapes a little bit. Like some like the I do a model that's obviously, you know, kind of an offset inspired jazz master inspired type of shape. Yeah. And I love that shape, but I, the more I looked at it, the more I didn't like, you know, it just was, the shape just didn't flow to me. And, you know, so I messed with that and, and just give it something that just looked the way I thought it should look and, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. and anyway, so I... I Slightly yeah. exaggerated. Yeah, I, yeah. J just, just enough, not to where it looks right. like... like uh, like you I, did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, like right, you did it right. wrong or, you know, right. I think I've likened it to the, uh, you know, pick your auto parts store. But when, you know, somebody gets a car and then they go in and they just go down the accessory right. aisle and say, I'll take right. it all. Right, right. You know, right. there are some guitars that kind of look like that. And you're like, why didn't you just have right. it just stop? <laughs> just a couple less. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want to make it just different for the sake of being different. I wanted to make it, you know, the way I thought it should look. Yeah. So. But anyway, so I, I did uh, I did a batch of uh, four to start with, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and I just kind of didn't really do. I put up a, a little bitty website, and I you know did a post on the gear page, 
and um, you know forum forum board and um, said, hey, I'm out here and here's a couple of guitars I've got to sell. Does anybody like them? And you know, within like two days, they they bought them and I, wow. I got a really good response. And I thought, oh, okay, cool. Nice. I was charging way way not enough money for it, but you know. <laughs> But, um, you know, and they were nice and people really liked him and they said nice things about him. And I actually got, um, you know, a good few people just getting in touch out of nowhere and saying, you know, can you make me a guitar? And, you know, within a month or two, I had about 15 orders, which you know, wow. I, I couldn't really handle at the time. But, you know, and uh, I just started doing it and learning by by screwing up and trying to do it better. So yeah. I have the same experience myself um, with what I do, but mm-hmm. you know, it's funny when you first start out and then people learn what you do and mm-hmm. it just, it, it just blows up, you know, in a, yeah. good, in a good way. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Jared makes pickups just so, oh, cool. um, you know, we're. Oh yeah. I, I didn't know if you knew that or not, but <laughs> I didn't know, but yeah, yeah. that's how I, I kind of, got going too you just trial and error and and yeah. uh and you get eventually you just get more stuff in your shop and, right, and you're taking right. more orders and and uh, i really admire the way you uh, the way what your concept is 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 you want to make it fun you you don't want to get stuck in the old the the old vintage ways and and yeah. uh i really admire that because uh well thanks but they ha- they have you, they they're closely they're tied closely enough yeah uh, but that's yeah. a that's right a there. really tough I mean, line to walk i mean that's that's one of the reasons that i was like i want to i want to learn more about what you're doing because yeah they're in I, the pocket yeah you, yeah you you tend to either just see like i've seen that guitar a thousand times why did you even bother making that right or, or right. like you were mentioning like well that's just crazy why did you do right. that <laughs> right so <laughs> You know, finding your own little signature uh, again, which I think, you know, uh, Jared alluded to earlier, but um, let's 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 talk about some of those choices that you're making now, actually, um, because that's a rich area for us. Uh, It's 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 at least most accessible for anyone that doesn't you know know a lot about your guitars. I think there's a handful of things that you clearly have said this is probably going to be on a red rocket. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love the, um, I, well, so I started out doing kind of the telly shape. That was my first kind of entry into it, but I didn't want to just do, I mean, a telly is a pretty simple guitar. It's, it's basically a slab of wood with a neck bolted on and, you know, you can, which is great, you yeah. know, but it's been done, you know, that's mm-hmm. how it started. And then there's no shortage of, standard tellies out there you know and I, but i still love the shape and it's it's cool and it's classic and i you know i had om- i hadn't seen hardly any uh you know there are not that many tellies with binding and there's certainly not that many tellies with uh with the purfling and stuff on there as well and, know, and what is the, what the, is that well like the 
the binding would be like the you know the outer layer on the edge, and the purfling is usually that decorative, like the herringbone. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, on the inside. That's, I didn't that's know that called, had a name. I thought that was just, yeah. Oh, okay. No, that, that's called purfling. So the outer edge is the binding, and gotcha. Anything on the inside is the purfling. Well, you do like the purfling, don't you? I do. <laughs> I do. Oh yeah, I've and seen I, that on on most of your models, sir. Uh, yeah, I so. do. I mean, I try to, and it's it's pretty much unless somebody says I don't want it, I try to put it on there just because it's kind of a signature thing at this point. And it's, you know, I I get it made. It's you can't get it anywhere else. You know, you can go make it yourself if you want, but it's not it's not something that's available. I have it custom made, and um, you know, so I, I started out doing that, and I I that was a real conscious thing to, you know basically you know do do the emerald thing you know kick it up a notch and just really do something where instead of people just seeing another telly they think oh you know what's that little something going on there that's Mm kind of cool you know and and so that it just you know and the same thing with the neck plates um you know i i made a point of you know i've got i think there's five different designs you know that i've taken from old pulp covers you know and uh, just little things like that that you know you just you obviously don't have to do and it's not really you know it's not going to change the sound of the guitar it's not but it's just something that makes it a little bit more unique and it's it's something that really turns me on yeah Mm. so there you go cool um i think another choice uh and jared is gonna have dreams about this i'm sure he already has but um you are not afraid of the flake i love no. it which which is awesome i mean yeah. it's one of those things embrace, you look at it embrace the flake yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. someday i will have an i think i would love to have either either and and or <laughs> maybe and or an or like uh an orange spark uh, an orange flake uh-huh. uh not not speedboat flake. I, I I think your flake is a little bit more. Uh, I can manage that a little bit. I can get with that. Uh-huh. Small. Jared Jared likes big gaudy like fat crouton size yeah. flex. <laughs> um, but but I, I those think are fun. They're hard to do, but yeah, yeah. those are cool. I think oh, I, I think a root beer color would look like a oh, root yeah. beer burst sparkle. Yeah. Sure. Oh my gosh, I that think, would be I amazing. I think I've done one of those. I've really? Done oh, kind of a, golly, a root beer one. I have to find a picture of that. I got to tell you, the the first time I saw one of those real super heavy flake guitars that turned me on to these was G.E. Smith mm. playing uh-huh. one. You, you get a real small snippet of him playing... Uh, the guitar on on Saturday Night Live before they go to commercial in the mm-hmm. mid to late nineties, and he right. always had some sort of awesome fancy guitar, and he had a right. pur- purple something or other, and it right. had that. Ever since then, I've always had an eye for the flake. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's fun. You know, if you that's the thing. I mean, guitars are, you know, pretty. They're art, man. They are. They're out there. You know, it's 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 not like a cello, you know, or a or a, a violin. I mean, to somebody who doesn't know the difference between, you know, two you know types of violin. I mean, they all violins mm-hmm. look the same, but I mean, guitars are crazy. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. And, they, and they're and but, but ro- rock and roll is too. So that's, yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> no, that's the, that's whole, the whole point. Yeah. If you're yeah. gonna do it, go big. You know. Right. So, uh, 
it's uh make it make it fun put it out there so um i'm gonna call out um uh one in particular and this might get us into a few other things but you're um the atomic i'm looking Mm -hmm. at you have a you have a atomic black and so i just got a guitar that i'm kind of dusting up a little bit and I put mm-hmm. a gold picker on it that uh, Tony uh, from uh, Tony the Pick Guardian, mm-hmm. uh, who's our brand sure. new episode, episode <laughs> number thirty nine. Go listen to uh, it now. Good uh, dude. He uh, he built me a real nice one, and I'm looking at the. I just picked this up. See, I always find something new when I'm looking at one of your guitars. Uh-huh. You've got a a tortoise binding and the yeah. what's it what's it called again? Purfling. Purfling. Uh huh. Sure. So you've got. Uh, looks like, um, you got, uh, mahogany body, right. Uh, a tortoise binding and a, like a, a, uh, an antique cream and black perfla with a black top and a gold sparkle pick guard. Now that mm-hmm. sounds like a, a terrible salad to eat, but it is, <laughs> this is a delicious looking guitar. I'm telling you, this thing is badass. I love it. Yeah, and it's got a uh, it's got a Claro walnut neck, right. which sounds awesome. You know, no one you don't think of that, and it's got uh, a, a, and don't forget the titanium saddle. Yeah, so, hmm. you, you know, know, you you so, have a couple here with um, I would say medium medium dark wood necks, and mm-hmm. I I'm just curious, why, why do you think we don't see that more on guitars? I have it on I my go, you, my Godin, and I love it. What it is, honestly, is, and I, I cannot even begin to tell you how many times it's happened. But people have contacted me, and you know, I, I, for, you know, I, I get I get people contacting all the time. They want to talk about maybe doing a guitar, and about one, you know, one in five or one in ten, I actually kind of get through to the end and, and actually order. But I don't mind. It's you know, it's loads of fun chatting about guitars with people and, and trying to figure out fun ideas and you know sometimes they kind of steal their ideas but a lot <laughs> of the times they will you know they'll contact me and say you know i want something you know, really cool really out there and you know and a lot you know by the time we get down to final specs it's pretty classic stuff a lot of times you know they just don't want to go beyond what they've seen before so it takes it's you know there's even like the wood choices and you know to have a mahogany neck on a telly is just like oh you know why why would you you know you just you don't do that and i say you do do it it's well and that's what i (laughs) say absolutely you know i try all kind you know that's what i like doing that kind of thing and trying different things and sometimes it doesn't work awesome but yeah you know sometimes it does you know that that particular one i remember that neck i remember that neck well it was it sounded good yeah. you know it really sounded good and um you know i i think you know a little bit of experimentation is well it, it works you know what's strange uh, and I've, I've mentioned this before but um i think for as crazy as we think rock and roll is and we're blues or what, you know, just the, the whole, mm-hmm. the whole idea of this, of, of having a little bit of your own jai, your, your own, your mm-hmm. own jam or your own vibe in your guitar. Yeah. I, guitars are relatively tame compared to jazz bass guitars. <laughs> which are like, yeah. Well, yeah. Those are bonkers. 
Like they, they're like, yeah, um, I'm going to need at least eight different woods in this, you know, right. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Ten strings. Yeah. So that said, see, I just did it. I just did it. I got to stop saying that. That said. I want, that's a, I'm, yeah. Okay. Well, the on. bass player is always in the back anyway. I mean, who's looking at their guitar? <laughs> oh man, you just, you better apologize to every bass player that's listening. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> there are um, some crazy bass guitars. Yeah, man. we had uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Tim Sizer from Lowdown Bass, uh, who's a Chicago kid. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, he's making them in, a, in his, like, his condo. It's crazy, and the stuff that he does I, is amazing. I, I started doing it. That's, that's how I started. I was in the second floor of a three-story apartment building, and I would, my neighbors hated me. God, they hated me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I would do my woodworking at the kitchen table, and uh, I would I would do I had a I had a spray set up with my compressor and everything out on the little walkout porch, you know, <laughs> yeah. where the grill was supposed to be. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we, I try to time it when not that many people were around, I, you know, and spray my clear coat. Oh, and no. Everything. And yeah, <laughs> you, you do me. have one oh, of the nicer clear coats out there, I must say, mm-hmm. or at least you're who's ever's. Taking yeah. these photos are doing a dang good job. They're better now that I'm not doing it in the apartment building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think where, where I was trying to go with the jazz thing was you, you're taking an interest in unique woods, but you're not wielding that without a lot of thought. I guess the idea when we hear some like, oh, you know, I live out in the rural area and, and you know, on the mm-hmm. eastern seaboard, it's like, Okay, is that where all of the amazing wood is? Is that like actually a thing? Are you are you surrounded? No. Is like the guy down no. next to you, like down the road, selling no. exotic woods or something? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. No. Okay. No, I've got to, I've got to travel for it. So I, I I buy some stuff, you know, on the internet when I when I see something really special. And there is there is actually one uh, really good lumberyard that I travel to that has some has some really nice stuff. Yeah. But yeah, you just got to kind of find it where you can, you know. Yeah. So. Well, it's it's hard to introduce those kind of things and still keep sort of um I guess what we would call a classic look to it. Um Right. I think you you're your rocket master, uh you had a burst rocket master and a, and a bird's eye esquire and that's probably about as as nutty as you can get with Yeah. without without starting to get without losing that sort of classic Mm -hmm. feel to it where it's almost too progressive. I think another thing that I really like you, at least on most of the guitars that I've seen, you are not doing a full body. You're letting the wood do its thing, but you're making the tops sort of their own deal. Yeah. I mean, if if there's some nice wood, I try to show it off a little bit I mean, I love I love cool colors too. I love the cool old pastels and stuff that are kind of. I like that pop but, bottle green. Yeah. <laughs> I think you also uh, uh, bravely. If someone said, "Oh, you should check out this pink sparkle guitar," I'd be like, hey. "Nope." <laughs> but it takes a, it takes a real man to pay a. I'll play a pink sparkly guitar. <laughs> I mean. I, that so I was watching one of one of the YouTube videos and I, I was just like, wow, okay, yeah. that is a stellar well, looking guitar. You know the reason I kind of like those is I went to, I went to Nam for the first time in I think it was twenty 
summer summer 2015 uh-huh. in, uh, in Nashville. And um, uh, you know the premier guitar does the does a cover on on it every every year. And um, I got the cover, so they they put that. I had a pink uh, a pink sparkle Rocket Master. Yeah. And it was the it was the Nam cover, so I thought that was cool. So you had a tortoise guard on that, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, that was yeah. that was really a special looking guitar. Can you tell us a little bit about like what are some of the the hard things that you and that you've encountered in doing this, or places where you've hit your limit, or kind of dive into any of that? Well, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I love to make them look cool, um, but if they don't if they don't sound good and they don't really really play well, you know, it's it's disappointing. Somebody will pick it up and think it, you know, it should it should play like this or you know it, it should sound like this, and if it doesn't, you know, it's disappointing. I, you know, it's not good enough that it just you know, it just kind of looks good. And mm-hmm. so I started getting into, you know, I'm not, I, I can play okay, you know, when I want to, but uh, I'm not by any means a really stellar player, somebody who, you know, who'll be playing three, you know, three, four, five, you know, five hours a day at, you know, a serious, right. somebody, somebody who really, you know, knows what they're doing, how to get the best sound out of an instrument. And, you know, so I started trying to get these into those kind of hands and really listen to what they were talking about. And listening to them play, you know, it just it it made me look at the guitars in a in a totally different way. And little tiny details that I just never would have thought about, you know, just I started getting into and you can get crazy with it. I mean have you heard of a Plex machine? Is, I, I think I have. Don't they? Yeah. Don't they just do all the setup basically? Well, you strap the it's guitar. It's like a chiropractor for the guitar, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. crazy because <laughs> it, you know, you strap the guitar in there, and a little sensor, you have it strung up under tension, you know, tune up to tune. So the neck is, you know, it's got a little, you know, it's got enough tension, so the neck is bending a little bit, and um, so it'll take a reading to. Uh, a ten thousandth of a millimeter, not an inch, ten thousandth of a millimeter Jeez. of where exactly each one of those frets is sitting, and how much pressure the strings are pulling on the neck, and it'll it'll read that and analyze that, and you know kind of see where it should be against an ideal curvature of the neck to make sure every note kind of rings out the way it should. Yeah, and um, you know, and, and then it'll go back with this tiny little grinding wheel after you, you take the strings off it and it remembers where the frets were under tension and adjusts every single fret in every part of where a string would touch that fret to the ideal height. You know, it'll take it down three ten thousandths of a millimeter, you know, Jeez. and there's one little spot. And and I thought, oh come on, you know, you know, the way the way you know your hands are always moving the neck the way you're you know kind of manhandling a guitar and it'll the neck will move a little bit and the strings and you're bending the strings and there's different pressures you can't you know you can get crazy with it and i didn't really believe it and i had a i had a guitar you know plucked and run through this machine and when it came out the other and i thought it was pretty good i thought it sounded pretty good and played really well and when it came out you know, it was it was 
better with a capital B. And it's just that kind of thing where you can just keep trying to get that extra little mm -hmm. step. And um, it makes a difference. You know, just those little tiny, you know, ten thousandths of a millimeter here and there makes a difference. It really does. Do you run all <laughs> of them through that? I, well, sometimes I, I do it sometimes, but I, what I did is I used that and you, there's a, um, there's a, it's kind of like the manual version of doing it. There's a special jig that you can make, you not make, but this is made and you can use, you strap your neck into it and put it under tension. You can mm -hmm. do it by hand. You have a, uh, you know, a, um, a feeler gauge down to 10 thousandths of uh, an, an inch and, mm. You can you can't get it quite as good as a plec would, but yeah. it's it's pretty damn close. But what that did was really make me aware that you know most most guitars and most uh, you know factory stuff they you know they mill the neck down flat and put the uh, put the frets in you know kind of level the frets if you're lucky. Most of the time they don't even do that. They yeah. just put the frets in and. Um, and slap it on the guitar and string it up Jerks. and you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's what you have to do if you want to sell a $300, $500 guitar. You right. can't spend 10, 15, 20 hours, you know, on a neck right. and and sell it for $300. You just can't do it. Yeah. And um, so, and that's fine. You know, if, if you get it, if it's factory done, you get it set up and it's working and it sounds 90%, then that's cool for 300 bucks. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. But, you know, when you get to a point where, you know, people are really serious about their playing and they, they just really want it to sparkle, you know, you go, you start looking at stuff like that and, and that's what I did. You know, you, you really, I'd started talking to a lot of, different luthiers and, and people I respect who've been around and just trying to get those couple little secrets that, you know, that uh, take 20, 30 years to learn. It's things like that. And I mean, and, and things that I, I do some stuff now that, you know, definitely makes it harder for myself, but I just, you know, I like it. You know, I'd, I'd made about 100, 150 guitars and every year, you know, I'd get, you know, two or three would come back. And for things like, um, you know, when uh, when it gets real dry in the winter mm -hmm. and the neck shrink up a little bit and the frets start to poke out the sides, mm -hmm. you know, which is a normal thing if you don't humidify it. But it's annoying and people don't, you know, it, it messes up your playing and it's unpleasant and it, uh, you know... It, I, I want to tell them, I want to tell the customers, you know, just use a humidifier and yeah. take better care of your guitar, but you can't really do that. So you got to, you got to fix it and, and make it right. And, uh, but it's a pain in the neck. And so what I started doing is, um, you know, like on a, on a, on a guitar with uh, binding on the neck, um, those fret ends are covered up by the binding, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, and they don't ever stick out. They're never going to poke you. And um, so what I did was I figured out a way to make my fret slots so they don't actually break through the sides. So it's it's like a little pocket. Oh. And, <clears throat> and you got you, you to cut the tang on the fret, and it takes about 10 times as long. But, you know, that, that'll never happen. They'll, the fret ends will never poke out and, you know. 
nice. and it looks nice and it's it feels nice and uh, so wow. that's the kind of thing you know things that you know when you, when you pick it up you don't necessarily notice you just notice wow this really feels good and it plays good and it really sounds good and yeah you know and that's that's what I want. Um, you mentioned uh, sorry let me get back on Mike you mentioned uh, right when we started uh, that you were working on you know you're you're designing uh, yeah. a, new, a new guitar which um, piqued my interest because I was like well how do you go about doing that I mean do you now that I know that you know you've got an art background so are you is it pad and pencil is it is it roughing out like with I mean do you, do you use clay I mean what do you do <laughs> popsicle I, sticks I don't know play-doh <laughs> but um I mean I, some of it's a little sketchy stuff and you know eventually just for because it's real easy and it's what I know is I get into Adobe Illustrator yeah and you know it's real easy to tweak a curve by you know I, I thousands bit here and there and see two or three or four different versions right next to each other and you know see which one looks better and it is crazy and, uh, how much a curve like just yeah the, the, the subtlety of getting a curve right, right or wrong yeah can exactly. absolutely make or break a guitar it really can you know and i started you know what got my eye into that i actually when i was in school you know art school it was well is i'm did ceramics, you know, I did sculpture and stuff, but a lot of it was, you know, pottery. And so you, when you're sitting there at the wheel and you're looking at, you're doing 10 or 15 or 20 bowls or cups or something, and just the tiniest little variation of the curve and you start, your eye starts to really look at that. And you can see, you know, one out of that 10 is a real winner and it just looks good and everybody thinks it looks great and you you really like it and you start to figure out where you know why why does it look good you know and it's that little bit of a you know a belly to the curve and it's just a little bit of you know something that just really works yeah and, uh, well I, I i certainly appreciate that i'm looking at the uh, the classic afterburner and that yeah. is a guitar that is teetering teetering on nope and yeah. and, and and let me qualify that okay because yeah. of what you just said if yeah. the uh, if the waist of that guitar and i would say the waist uh, for, uh and if, if there's an actual term please tell me it um uh -huh. you know uh between the pickups you know where yeah. it's the most narrow it looks like a waist right. looks like a you know yeah. a human yeah. waist yeah if that was like an eighth of an inch narrower yeah it would the whole thing would just look wacky right at least right. To, to me right uh, and, 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 and you can cle you've clearly said i don't want this to look like a normal les paul right i want it to to have some and it's so interesting to yeah. look at and then even up on the the top uh i guess your shoulder in the 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 line that you carry over from the top of the mm -hmm. shoulder into the bottom horn is mm -hmm. is so subtle but it is so pleasing to look at and i just yeah. i commend and, you for that and things like you don't even really notice but if you look at that waist it's slightly offset like the left side is down a little just bit. a touch yep yeah yeah and just to give a it that little bit of a <laughs> sorry no royalties i won't <laughs> 
Um, I think one more thing that I'll point out, uh, and this must have been, I would, I would imagine this would have been a challenge the first time you said, all right, I'm going to do a a semi hollow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about F holes (laughs) or, Mm -hmm. or sound holes, or, I mean, these aren't Mm -hmm. F holes. So in the world of, of guitars, that is absolutely a a, a signature. Mm Um, so it must have been nice to land on something that didn't look ridiculous. That actually looks really awesome. Mm-hmm. That's pretty ownable. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to do an F hole, yeah. you know, and I, 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 well, this new, this new one I'm doing now is going to have kind of a, a variation of an F hole as an option. So, uh-huh. Just to be, just I figured I may as well, you know, I've never done one, so I could sure. do, do, do an F-hole just to be different. So. Do a capital F-hole. Uh, right. see, how, see how that works right. out. Right. <laughs> there it is. Um, all right, yeah. man. Well, hey, I, this was just so much fun talking about, I mean, I love oh, hearing cool. the backstory and all this stuff, and um, I know that we could go on and on and on. Um, so yeah. maybe we'll get you back after you finish that uh, new model. Yeah, I'll send one for you guys tell, to, to play with. Oh, my gosh. Are you, are you, are you <laughs> don't play with me like that. That's <laughs> that for is real. cruel no, and unusual. If you, if you for real? To, I could, I, oh, yeah, man, are you that. kidding me? I would love that. Yeah, for me sure. too. Yeah, and then we'll then we'll have you back on. You can tell us all about it, okay? Send us a Buckeye cool. Burrow commander. Wait, now, now don't get all greedy. <laughs> He's making like... Well, it, Come on, we're in Ohio, Buckeye. Come yeah. on, make the connection. All right, now is when we are going to transition, segue even, into our uh, happy fun time segment at the end for Would You Rather. Jared. Would you rather have a Fender Cabernita or an Esquire? Cabernita has a two TV Jones neck and bridge. Uh, the Esquire has the one uh, bridge pickup. And let's make it fair and say that they have the same value. So if you had to pick one or the other, which mm-hmm. one would you choose? What would you rather have? Uh, yeah, honestly, I'd have to say the Esquire, you know, just for, huh. you know. The, okay, the, so the, the I, that threw me for a loop because you put TV Jones in like almost all of your guitars. <laughs> I do, I do. And I like them, you know. Yeah, and I'm good thinking, company. Oh, yeah, I've got a bunch of those. That uh, like oh, yeah. Okay, that, so, that's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I, you know, the, the history of it's pretty cool. So yeah, keep it yeah, I'd, I'd go for the Esquire yeah, just for the sake of it, just to have something. It's the first broad sword of it guitar. It really is. Yeah. 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 It really is. Jared? So. Well... Uh, so I would go for the Cabernita. I mean, it's I, a cool. I mean, they sound good. It's a, it's a, it's a nice sounding combination. Todd, yeah. what would you rather have, man? Uh, I'm. I love a Tele, and I love the brute brutality of a Tele. Um, so I'm going Esquire. Not yeah. bad. I'm not a finesse player. <laughs> I, 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 Plug know, it I'd, in and I'd, go, I'd, man. I'd like to be, but um, <laughs> anyways, cool. All right, that was super fun. Thank yeah. you, Matt, so much for spending no your problem. time with us. Um, My pleasure. We Thanks can, for having me, guys. You better believe it. It was and fun. We'll, we'll talk to you uh, sometime in the near future. And where yeah. can, where can where can they find you? Where can our people find uh, you? You can find. I mean, if you just do a search for Red Rocket Guitars, most of my stuff will come up. So 
It's redrocketguitars.com. If you do Red Rocket Guitars on Instagram or Facebook, you should find me. Cool. And um, yeah, and I got a, a contact page on the site. So feel free to get in touch. And uh, there you go. We talk right. about guitars. The birds want to jump in too. Oh yeah, I know, I know. I'm gonna, <laughs> they see the sparkle. My dogs were losing losing their minds. Oh uh, yeah, right. Ignored, so no problem. I better go outside before they explode. So all right, Matt. Thanks again. All right, thanks a lot, guys. You didn't do the subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit us at our website at theguitarnobs.com for episodes, news, and guest profiles. You can get all social with us on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs. Give us a tweet at guitar underscore knobs. And check out our gallery on Instagram at guitar knobs. <laughs>